This call is now being recorded. Yep. Cool. Let us know that. So that's good. Not breaking any laws here. Okay. So it must have been been um, a great show last night. It was. All the stories were amazing. We had complete newbies, and we had people who've won the moth and who've been storytelling for, like, decades in the Bay Area, like a diverse collection of storytellers and stories. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. So we are – I don't know if you've been watching our feed, but we have been doing, like, storyteller spotlights, sort Mm -hmm. of getting the inside scoop on people's experiences with Beyond Borders. Yes. What we haven't done yet is talk to somebody who we've done a corporate event for. So I was interested in talking to you about your experience. Feel free to be candid. My first question is, last year, as you know, we helped you to train a bunch of your employees on storytelling and then prepared some of them to tell personal origin stories in front of 300 coworkers at your company's annual meeting. So can you tell me a little bit about what the impetus was for reaching out to us about about what you wanted to do? You know, what made you choose us? So Brian Kreischer, our managing partner, and myself, uh, along with some other people, work very closely every year on various cultural initiatives at the firm. Uh, indeed, my role of employee relations, uh, that's my primary responsibility, is the development and maintenance of the firm culture. Mm-hmm. So to that end, Brian Kreischer and I have informally or subconsciously lived in the space of uh, storytelling as part of, for example, how we onboard new associates, some things surrounding our annual meetings in terms of conveying information and everything. And Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was a combination of kind of the buildup of that and some of the things that we've been thinking about surrounding uh, mindfulness and everything, uh, because we've been going to a conference called Wisdom 2.0 in SF for the past four Mm -hmm. years. And so I think the combination Mm -hmm. of those things made us feel that it was a really important cultural touchstone for us, a way of passing on important aspects of the culture as new people came in, but also more specifically, try to move it forward as a way of communicating with each other about non-cultural things and also uh, potentially improve our effectiveness with clients. And so Mm -hmm. we started looking at a series of providers and everything, and Brian Kreischer knew Megan, your Mm -hmm. co-founder, and so he urged my colleague Anisha and I to go check it out. We went to uh, one of your story jams. I think we also went to a storytelling workshop, and we were very impressed with the format and how people's uh, stories develop, and so we felt that it might be a mutual benefit for both you folks and us, since we were your first corporate client, mm-hmm. to try to bring this program into the workplace. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that many people knew nothing about what it was about or indeed were even skeptical, but I think coming out of the annual meeting in which the storytellers presented, it really lit a fire under people around the whole concept, and some departments have incorporated short storytelling into part of their regular get-togethers. Oh, wow. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, so I think... One of the things that we've been focused on, and indeed uh, part of the theme, the meeting in which the storyteller spoke, was uh, the concept of 
always being open to seeing people again and the concept of if you respect someone, you don't uh, maintain kind of a static view of them. You're open to seeing them differently as they may change or as you learn more about them. We have at least two groups that I'm aware of where to kind of build trust within the group and everything, they have a forum where they provide the opportunity in a small group setting for people to share stories. And I think that in working with the department heads, that that has really helped build a rapport amongst the people in that group uh, because you naturally uh, develop more trust in everything when you feel that you have a safe place to kind of uh, share a story or particularly if the story is along, you know, uh, a more uh, intimate or personal line. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I know that that the partners in charge of those departments are very big fans of storytelling. Oh, good. Did the results of um, the whole event, the annual meeting, and the workshops that we did for you, did they meet your expectations? Yeah, I think I think in many ways, speaking honestly, they in no case were, were our expectations not met, and in a number of ways, I think uh, it kind of exceeded it. I think the experience and the undeniable impact that hearing from the storytellers had on the firm cannot be overstated. It shows up in, in other ways, even if it's not labeled storytelling. Like, for example, this year in our annual meeting, our theme was Find Your Why, and we gave mm-hmm. everyone in the firm the opportunity to record a short video about why they are at the firm. Ultimately, about 20 people did that, and we showed all of them oh, during wow. the annual meeting. And many of those, they didn't come uh, with a capital S label, uh, but in fact, they right. were short stories about what those people's experience had been at the firm and why they were here. So it was tremendously powerful format, so that was tremendously impactful as well. Wow, that's cool. I didn't know that you did that. That sounds great. Mm -hmm. Were you uh, nervous or skeptical (laughs) at any point along the way when we were doing this event for you? Yes, not in the sense of, like, did you folks have a good value proposition? Did you guys know what you were doing? I was not the least bit scared in that. I was concerned Mm -hmm. about two things. One was whether people would be open enough to what was then a brand new idea or concept at the firm to actually, you know, be willing to give it a chance uh, because, after all, we're Mm -hmm. dealing with an accounting firm where it tends, uh, as a general rule, to be much more in the thinking space than the feeling space. And I, it's my personal bias, uh, you, you may feel differently that really at the essence of storytelling, uh, at least from my perspective, it's really about feelings. And so there's a built-in mm-hmm. challenge about how do you get people whose day job involves being very rigorous and fact-based and analytical to kind of channel and get in touch with their own feelings. And then also right. just would people be willing, even if they invested in the training, would they be willing to go, and as you started this conversation, be willing to go up in front of their entire professional community and really kind of bear their soul. And I think that was the most impressive thing. You know, something that we were, that we definitely had trepidation about beforehand of how are people, are are we going to have people and are they going to be able to rise to the occasion? Mm -hmm. So what are some of the things that you did to, you know, persuade people that this would be fun and beneficial and, uh, you know, something that they wouldn't feel like torture? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I feel like like you folks were very helpful uh, coming to 
the practices before that. Uh, I know Brian Kreischer, the managing partner, and my colleague Anisha and I kind of personally reached out to people who had expressed an interest and reassured them that, for lack of a better term, we would not leave them exposed or leave them in a situation where they weren't equipped to be successful um, mm-hmm. and kind of gave them a vision, although you know, the reality actually exceeded the vision, but we gave them a vision of what we had at the time of how it would fit into the theme for the day, um, how uh, it would impact their colleagues, their fellow members of the firm community. This really does matter. It's not like a, a freak show type thing where we're going to put you up there and see, like, if you're able to, you know, actually uh, make it through or whatever. It's going to be an amazing experience. The audience will 100% be appreciative of what it takes for you to be up there and will be behind you. And what kind of feedback did you get from your storytellers after they went? I mean, well, one of the really cool things, because this is my my day job, I'm really blessed that I get to help build camaraderie and cohesion and everything as my day job. Indisputably, that came out of it for people. I mean, the five of us, Mm -hmm. whenever we cross paths or see each other in the hall or whatever, there will always permanently be this link of having together put this thing on. Every one of us, in different ways, had conversations about people who were personally moved by our particular story, and I think that was tremendously eye-opening to the storytellers that they really had that level of impact. Mm -hmm. The validation and the number of new connections that occurred because of it just really can't be overstated. Do you have any examples of, like, specific things that people said to you, the storytellers in particular, about their experience? My colleague, uh, Kenny, who told a very emotional story, you know, you could argue maybe even the quintessential American story about coming to the U.S. when he was a young kid uh, with his mom. It deeply impacted him, he said, to be able to share that. Totally changed the way particularly people in his group viewed him and everything because they didn't all Mm -hmm. necessarily know what he had experienced, and it subsequently allowed them to have much more empathy towards many decisions that he has ultimately made, which are really focused on his mom. And people get that Mm -hmm. in a way uh, that they wouldn't if they hadn't heard his story, which is really what we were hoping to kind of, you know, see people in a different way. They now see or know about this event that really, really shaped who he was. There's another uh, lady who told the story, and it's made her much more, in her view, it's made her much more accessible to the staff because she's a very senior person, um, and she shows Mm -hmm. up in her role as much more confident or take charge or whatever, which is appropriate for her role. And yet Mm -hmm. people who were there, even very young staff, feel Mm -hmm. more connected to her and have you know, more open conversations with her because of the fact that she shared a very personal story about when she was growing up. For me, it was very, very beneficial because then people understood why the role that I'm in is inseparable from my life experience and, you know, how my earlier life experience honed my focus on wanting to be an advocate for people and everything. Do you have any advice for those who are interested in integrating storytelling into their corporate culture? Yeah, I think it's really important for members of management, and and the more senior the better, to lead by example uh, because that will really encourage others, both through the storytelling and in other 
things that we've done as a firm, there's no doubt, based on what we've seen, that when a person, and particularly a person of influence, takes a brave step is what I would call, you know, like emotionally intimate, in almost every case, it will provoke a reciprocal response in other people. Yeah, you have to have leadership buy-in. Yep, and, and I know, and I know, I know that it's impactful. I remember I might have shared with you and Megan and Will the story, but last year I was meeting a senior manager at the firm. We brushed upon uh, the concept of storytelling, and he said, I remember very vividly the story you shared with me on my first day at the firm five years ago when we were sitting in this very conference room. And so I thought, like, mm-hmm. wow. But it was a really powerful affirmation to me that this guy is like, yeah, I'm having flashbacks to, like, the first day we met, and I'll never forget the story that you shared. Yeah, definitely. Do you remember the story you told him? I do. I do. It was about we um, had a small New York office at the time, and one of the associates in that office was out here doing uh, tax training. And while he was here, he had seven younger siblings, and he, he supported them and his mom. While he was out here, his one of his brothers was uh, killed in a pedestrian accident. Oh, my God. And so several of his peers came to a partner in the firm, and said, hey, we know that it's going to be a big strain on the family to do the funeral and the burial and everything. And we were thinking of contributing uh, some money towards that and wondered if the firm would be interested in also supporting that. Ultimately, when the dust settled, 45 individual people contributed, and the firm matched that. Mm-hmm. I will never, ever forget, I was uh, driving through the city of Napa on the way to our St. Helena office, and I called this guy. This guy is a self-described hard-shell New Yorker. You can kind of, you know, picture that. He was born and raised mm-hmm. in New York. And Definitely. <laughs> calling him up and letting him know the firm and its employees were going to pick up 100% of the funeral costs, uh, and he wept on the phone, and I will wow. never, ever forget that. Wow. But it was it, it's, those are the kinds of things that I share, you know, and I always mm-hmm. caveat it with obviously that kind of thing doesn't happen every day of the week, but uh, people reaching out on a human-to-human level and supporting each other does, and, and that's really a central part of the firm. Let's see. Do you have time for two more questions? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. What was most helpful about the training that we provided? I think giving giving a structure. Right, because people, when they give uh, work presentations, even it's still a very stressful process for many people. Or early on, when they're doing it, when they're doing like training or whatever, because they may have slides that they develop or people help them develop that talk about particular topics. But you still have to go through a really wrenching process to think about like how are you going to convey it to these other employees and everything. And I think one of the the greatest things that really made it possible for people to get the courage to do it was how structured it was. I mean, you literally started people with, okay, here's here's the basic uh, arc of a good story and everything, and mm-hmm. let's talk about and let's roll up our sleeves and let's practice the whole art of how do you first conceptually think about something that might be a story, and then how do you tease the story out of that, for lack of a better term, a scientific way rather than, oh, gee, I hope this works type thing, if that makes sense. <laughs> and I think that, I, right? Because, I mean, there is that kind yeah. of thing, too. Like, you're hanging out with your friends, and you just kind of spin a yarn or whatever, and sometimes it 
it may go really well and sometimes it doesn't. I think the thing that really gave people the safety net was, okay, there's a real process to this whole thing. Mm-hmm. It takes okay. a while. It's not it's not necessarily simple, but there's a process that you can follow which will allow you to feel comfortable that you're sharing the best version of your story that you can. And mm-hmm. I, and I think that's that's one of the strongest things that you folks bring to it. Um, and then the last question I have for you, because you then later, after this annual meeting that we did for you, decided to tell a story on our stage and go through our storytelling program, how is telling a story on stage and sort of crafting the story, the whole process, how is it different from the public speaking that you do at work, or was it different? No, it was. It's actually a great question. I'm really glad that you Ask that because there's a very, very specific reason why I embarked on doing an initial story with you folks and why, you know, I'm sure it's obvious to you, I kind of got bit by the bug. And that was mm-hmm. <laughs> that in, in my role, uniquely, I'm probably only one of two people that knows all what is now like 430 people in the firm. Uh-huh. Okay, so there's pluses and minuses to that. When I told my story, when I give other presentations, there's a lot of prior history, a lot of water under the bridge that comes with it and that colors how people receive what I say, you know, colors their reaction to me. And what I really wanted, can I kind of, you know, metaphorically go without a net, walk out there in front of people who know absolutely zero about me in contrast to, you know, the other extreme of people at work? Uh, Can I walk out there with people who know absolutely zero about me and in the span of 10 minutes or so? actually establish a connection or a bond. I was nervous about it at first and everything, but after the first time that I did it, I love the process. I love the working with other storytellers so much that, you know, without exaggeration, uh, there's very few times that I feel more comfortable and more alive than uh, when I'm sharing a story in that format. I, I really, it's not a chore. It's not something to be survived. It's really kind of the, the height of being alive. Wow, that's that's a very high review. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I, I, I'm I'm so I'm so thrilled about it, and I think you know one of the one of the really neat things about it it really is the concept that it's a collaboration with your fellow storytellers. Mm-hmm. Everyone helps each other and helps refine the stories. And also on the night of the show, I sincerely don't view it as a monologue. I view it as a collaboration with the audience. At a minimum, the audience gives you their energy. And they may give you more than that in terms of instantaneous feedback about what resonates with them or or what doesn't, for lack of a better way of describing it, what's working in your story. Wow. Um, is there anything else that you want to mention that I haven't brought up? Or no, I think I think we talked a little bit about this when you folks were considering or working on some other proposals and stuff. That I think you know part of the pitch to corporations. There's such a unifying thing, such a bringing people together, a cohesion thing from uh, storytelling. One of the things that we set out to do in all of our annual meetings, and obviously the year that we had the storytellers, we did it in spades, was we wanted there to be several times during the day of our annual meeting where everyone in the room is feeling the same emotion, and there's tremendous bonding because of that. And so I think that's one one of the the many benefits of doing storytelling within the corporate environment. And I also feel like based on what that guy said to me, about remembering the story, that it's a tremendously effective way of working with clients. 
two of my two of the senior partners in the firm are pitching a super big potential client. One way of looking at what they're going to be doing is sharing stories because the this client really wants to know about the values of firms that they work with like that and how they treat their employees and everything. And so this is really mm-hmm. essentially what I was doing with her to help her prepare for it was develop a couple short stories about the firm. So these are not uh, facts on a piece of paper. These are uh, anecdotal things in the emotional space about what do we really believe in. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, Jeff. I really appreciate all this. And I also appreciate your support, you know, even after the event that we helped you with. Um, You know, you've kept in touch and you've been a fan of our shows and you've brought so many people to our program. Absolutely. I love love the format and I'm I'm kind of uh, the self-dubbed analogy king. So if you'll permit me, uh, because I found an easy (laughs) way to communicate, um, the experience of meeting people that I would never, ever cross paths with Otherwise, you know, like fellow storytellers, it's not unlike, for example, uh, going for jury duty or something. And I don't mean to imply, like, that it's a task. But the point is people are thrown together in ways that would maybe never happen organically. Yeah. Uh, and that's been tremendously enriching. Great. I can pro- promise you almost without exception that I probably never would have crossed paths with, with any of the folks, and I've become, like, good friends with many of them. Um, and mm-hmm. so that's very enriching. The whole process leading up to the night of the show, and it really is that, you know, the six or seven people doing the show, there's a very valid way of looking at it, are kind of all on the same team or whatever, that collectively we're providing a great experience for the audience. It's not an individual sport in that sense. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff, for your time. I hope yeah. you have a good rest of a good rest of the hump day and the rest of the week. <laughs> it's all downhill from yep. here. Um, anyway, I hope you have a great rest of the day, Justina, and uh, super you glad too. to hear that the show went well last night. Thank you. Bye.